0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the final Premiership fixture card of 2022. Celtic aim to finish the year at least nine points clear as they head through to Easter Road. Rangers are looking to make it four wins out of four under Michael Beale when Motherwell come to Ibrox. Livy St Mirren, Dundee United, Ross County, Kelly Aberdeen and St Johnston Hearts make up a bluster, blockbuster midweek in the top flight. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans. Sink or swim seems to be the only appropriate phrase for what's going on tonight there'll be two ends at Ibrooks, not the Rangers end and the Celtic end there'll be the shallow end and the deep end and then could Celtic be in hot water at Easter Road they have won only one of their last nine visits to Hibs that qualifies Easter Road to be called a bogey ground I think and the other big one that intrigues me tonight Gordon Aberdeen at Kilmarnock three defeats in eight days no points Jim Goodwin can't be doing with four in a row. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, some great fixtures tonight, Gordon, as you said, the last uh, round of fixtures um, in this year, calm of the year. Uh, I'm sure um, the guys will tell you, you were asking for the, the stats the, the other day there, but uh, if Celtic do win tonight and still remain nine points uh, ahead of Rangers, I would be interested to know if there was ever an occasion where either Celtic or Rangers were nine points ahead at the turn of the year and lost the league title. Lots to look forward to tonight and over the next week or so as well The big fixtures just keep coming thick and fast And tonight the curtain comes down on an action-packed 2022 Luckily for us, football seasons are not mirroring calendar years And there's a lot to go in this Premiership race between now and May 01419511025 So come on down and for the final time this year uh, let's build up to some Premiership fixtures then. Every team involved, every single team in the top flight tonight. So whoever you support, you must have something to say for yourself. If we start uh, closest to home, Rangers against Motherwell. Rangers fans, how important is it to get the points tonight to go into that Celtic game with a maximum return under Michael Beale? How much of Monday's team... Do you have in mind tonight What What is Michael Beale's best team at the moment Have you figured that out yet in the three games What should it look like tonight uh, Borna Barisic is back Is he going to oust Adam Devine from the team Or would you keep the youngster in there Why not let us know That's a good one to kick us off Celtic fans Hugh Keevan says Easter Road is a bogey ground Since Ange Postacoglu came in He's managed to uh, break some of the other bogey grounds If you like Livingston being one of them Do you fear the fixture at all tonight or does the current version of the Celtic team win that one through there in the capital? And same again to you. What does the team look like? 0141-951-1025. Well, Celtic's team, no matter who Ange Postacoglu picks, is rich in quality, rich in form, and looking forward to seeing what they can do about that record, which isn't the best. One win in nine visits to Easter Road. Hibs were... Seven defeats in their last eight games prior to the weekend. They took Livy apart, 4-0, and that has boosted them for tonight's game. With the deepest respect to all in North Lanarkshire, yourself included, Gordon, Motherwell, in the meantime, have next to no chance 
at Ibrox. They simply do not have the players, nor do they have the form to do anything there. Well, that does make me feel a bit better because you've somehow finished the year with even worse predictions than you started it, which is quite, it was a low bar to begin with. And in yep. recent weeks, you've plunged to new depths. So but you never know. But it's colourful. That's given me a, a bit of hope out there. Come on down, please. 01419511025. I suppose on the roads out there in Glasgow in the West, many of you uh, will be heading to. Ibrox Because it's sort of Closest to home Like I say So if you're heading Along there Rangers fans Motherwell fans Why not give us a call We love sharing that Big match Build up with you So give us a shout Maybe you're already there Sitting in the car park You've pulled up Nice and early And you're getting ready To go and brave the rain What are you Expecting tonight Put them right Motherwell fans Don't let them Write you off <laughs> like that Can you cause Some sort of upset tonight Pick up the phone And let us know and like I say, Rangers team, what are Rangers fans? What is the what's, what's the best team at the moment? What's the team tonight? Does it have a relevance to Monday's team against Celtic? Should Borna Barisic come straight back in, or would you stick with young Adam Devine out of position? Not much experience, but has done well. What would you do in that area? 0141-951-1025. And anyone who's still heading through or about to head through Easter Road, you might be cutting it fine, but do give us a call. Let's go to Ibrooks and get a build up with Andrew McLean. Yeah, Rangers looking to make it four wins from four at the start of Michael Beale's reign. The three consecutive wins, it definitely looks better on paper than the reality because they've yet to really click into gear, have they, under their new manager. All narrow victories. They've had to show fight and character to dig out a couple of those results, but the main thing is the points are on the board at the moment. Beale says it's now time to get the performances to match, and this is really a vital time to do it with such a big game on the horizon. Players and managers, they'll tell you that they're only thinking about one game at a time, but with Rangers hosting Celtic here on Monday. You know it'll be on the minds of everyone here at Ibrox and across the city as well. I hope that they can put on a show tonight, get three points in style and have as much confidence as possible heading into that match. As for Motherwell, well, they'll need to shake off that really, really disappointing Friday night in any scenario to be two goals up against ten men and not win the game. It's just not acceptable, really, is it? Stevie Hamill knows that, so they'll be keen to make amends tonight, but they've actually drawn the last twice. They visited Ibrox, a two-all game in February, then a year ago in September. That finished one-all here, so maybe that'll give them a bit of confidence, and possibly Hugh's prediction will give them a bit of confidence as well, because we all know about his track record. But it'll be interesting to see if Michael makes changes for this one Antonio Cholak and Kemar Roof they've been out training on their return from injury so they could play a part tonight and you mentioned that Gordon Wilborn of Barisic be parachuted straight back into the starting lineup after returning for, from the World Cup or will Michael Beale continue with young Adam Devine who has impressed despite it not being his natural position the Motherwell players just taking to the pitch now having a look around in the pouring rain I'll give you the team news for both sides shortly I think that can benefit us because if you are in and around the Ibrox area you'd be crazy to get out your car at this point you're going to be taking some shelter why not spend that time wisely and give us a call you heard Andrew McLean there outlining some of the stats Rangers fans how important is a convincing Performance tonight Would that boost you Going into Monday Or is it that old cliche Of it just Being about the points Does anything else Matter tonight What are your thoughts On the team Is it Borna Barisic Or is it Adam Devine Would you bring Cholak Straight back into the team All of the questions And more You can answer us Right here Right now On that usual number And how is it Shaping up At Easter Road Gabriel you've got A bit longer to wait An 8 o'clock kick off There for that one 
Yeah, a little bit longer, Gordon, but really looking forward to this one this evening. Always a great game between Hibernian and Celtic. Let's start with the hoops then. They've picked up where they left off with three wins from three since the World Cup break. That maintains their nine-point lead at the top of the table. Uh, it was a 4-1 win for them on Christmas Eve. And they just want to keep that momentum going this evening in the capital. As Andrew said, that old firm game is just a few days away now and even though it is the mantra one game at a time as Ange Postacoglu always says he will have at least one eye on that fixture. Uh, team news wise there is still an issue at right back uh, so we may see Rayo Hatate used in that position again after his impressive two goal display from fullback just four days ago. Uh, David Turnbull is banned of course after his red card against St Johnston and it'll be interesting to see if Postacoglu makes any more changes than that. This of course being the fourth game in just two weeks with that game against Rangers just a couple of of days away. Uh, these two teams have met once already this season. Uh, it was a hammering for Hibs at Celtic Park. 6-1 to the Hoops back in October. And Hibs haven't won in this fixture for over four years now. Tonight would be the perfect time for Lee Johnson's biggest result as a manager if you are a Hibs fan. But as you alluded to earlier, the Hoops record here is far from perfect. There's been plenty of draws between the two across recent seasons. Uh, but sticking with the Leith side, they had a huge win as well on Christmas Eve. 4-0 against Livingston. They really, really needed that. They'd lost 7 in 8 before that. They do just sit in 7th place though and they've got Kevin Nisbet back in form as well. That can't be underestimated how big he's been for them. A couple of goals and assists since he returned from his 10-month injury absence and he likes a big game as well. A club captain, Paul Hanlon, spoke to the media yesterday. He said his team needs to keep the ball as much as possible when they get it and said they can't sit back for a whole match and just defend. He said they will show threat in attack as this game is at Easter Road. As I said, the atmosphere here should be cracking. Eight o'clock kickoff. I'll bring you team news when it comes. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, get your calls in. What should that team news sound like? 01419511025. Let's start closest to home then, not too far from us in a not so sunny Clyde Bank tonight. Ibrooks for Rangers v Motherwell. Jack is a Rangers fan from Shettleston. What's your point tonight, Jack? Hi guys, how are we? Good, good, how are you? Are you well? Did you have a good time? I was alright, aye. It was not too bad, aye. Tell me about it. Honestly, Hugh, see if I need to see one more piece of... You wouldn't call toys flat pack, would you? But you know what I mean. See the instruction manuals and all those wee bits. Don't talk to me. I'd rather listen to you and your dodgy predictions any day of the week than stay at home and deal with that stuff. Anyway, Jack, what are you thinking tonight? Well... It was more about Adam Devine. You were asking about it, how yeah. Willis played back at left back. I'd bring Barisic back in. I know the boy's done well and everything else, but I thought it was quite poor on Tavenia, him being the senior pro. Adam Devine's basically a right back. So if it, and now you're playing him out of position as a young boy, who could have been absolutely ruined in these first few games. If it was me, I would have said to Tavenia, you're playing at right back or Favis Tavenia. So I'll play at left back and let the young boy play in his proper position. I think it was a bit. Kind of but it wasn't rude. I mean, we're always looking for the negative. Mm-hmm. It wasn't rude. He blossomed. He blossomed. I bet you. With respect, with respect, we cannot deal with hypothesis. Every time somebody calls, imagine if he had been ruined. He wasn't ruined. He did well. And everything is now seen in the context of the old firm game. If Adam Devine plays tonight, I think he plays against Celtic because Michael Beale has faith in him. Barisic, 
Went to the World Cup But had hardly any game time at all uh, And when he's in the team People do nothing but complain about him I think Adam Devine should start tonight And should start against Celtic Wow He is the Croatian international Who went to the World mm-hmm. Cup Versus an academy graduate With mm-hmm. limited experience Playing out of position On paper mm-hmm. There's one winner there Jim um, yeah, But yeah. How well has Adam Devine done? No, he's been absolutely outstanding um, the, only, the decision that Michael Beale will have is Who does he think is the better player And ultimately that's his job To put the best team on the pitch And if he thinks that Barisic is better than Adam Devine Even if he has done well at left back Then he puts Barisic back in If he doesn't If he's not like you said If he, if he thinks Wait a minute This boy has, imp- you know, has impressed me Even in an unfamiliar position the only thing is, is you know, listen, you can move players around and and I, I get Jack's point of saying, well, he could have moved maybe Tavernier across because he's got more experience and, you know, maybe a little less likely to freeze. But Adam Devine's probably played there, you know, a, a couple of times with reserves or, you know, in, in training matches that, you know, the uh, and, and a lot of players are, are more comfortable. They're two-footed. They, you can see him. He actually does go on the outside at times. He puts in a decent ball with his left foot. So... There's many players over the years we could highlight um, them that uh, are more um, comfortable what, if you want to call it from a right back playing as a left back. What's the managerial logic? Is it a case of you just keep Tavernier where he is, you get his strengths, mm-hmm. and then you're only really you're only reshuffling you know one of the positions yeah. rather than, and I, I get what Jack's saying because Devine is a, is a recognised right back, but if you put him there, mm-hmm. you've potentially disrupted that position and you've disrupted the. The left back berth yeah, is that what you're, is that what yeah, the manager tries it, to do it, there? It can be, but also for a little bit in balance of the team. So, for instance, Ryan Kent playing the left hand side narrows in that little bit because he plays a little bit in the way that he did when he was with um, Stephen Gerrard, Michael Wheeler, as where he plays almost like two tens, and the full backs getting a little bit higher and wider. Um, the balance on the right hand side, um, whether it's be Tillman, uh, then like might have been he might have been happy with that side, no want to move that, no want to change that. Um, uh, as I said, but you know, uh, uh, as Hugh said, you know, the, he didn't freeze. He didn't, he, you mm. know, it, it didn't destroy him. He, he actually, he's he's revelled in it. He's, he's thrived in it. And and I think, as yep. I said, to me, I'd be really surprised if he didn't play tonight. Adam Devine. Yes. Mm. Has he done enough, Jack, to stay in, or is it just is it too much to have a an experienced left back left out for him? No, he's looking really well. Honestly, you couldn't ask it to go any better, but. I just thought at the time it was a bit of a risk as well. I mean, you've seen boys coming in in a young age and then for a big club, that type of thing, he's going to get absolutely destroyed if he was playing against something that imagine that he didn't do that well. He could have put that boy's development back months, years or whatever. Do you know? So I just thought if it was me, I would have put Tavernier left back. That's all I was to the point I was trying to make. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm not... It's not often I agree with my learned friend, but I suppose whilst that didn't happen, you, you know you're kind of looking forward to in terms of what happens next. If I come back to you, sometimes you look at um, clues, and I just I feel like Michael Beale has on a number of occasions referenced the fact that Adam Devine's not a left back. Now you could look at that as saying that's him trying to underline how good a job he's done, but it might also be a reminder that well, we've, we've, if we've got an international, one of those he probably comes back in. I understand it's obligatory before. Rangers play Celtic or Celtic play Rangers that people panic over an individual or he's not up to it how do you know if I come back to you Gordon after every one of my useless predictions and said what if it had come true you'd laugh me out of court so if someone comes on and says what if he'd been ruined 
He wasn't rude yeah. So for making predictions Jack These two still think That Adam Devine Could play tonight um, And what that means For Monday Who knows Who who does get the nod tonight Well They know more about football Than me Oh I wouldn't be so yeah. sure <laughs> No Especially, especially No Jack This is, this is just This is just An opinion But you I mean listen As, as a fan you know, you you're thinking that Barisic should be back in because you think it's more natural um, and gives Rangers more balance. The only thing I would say is that in the last couple of firm games, Barisic in particular has been has looked very yeah. nervous uh, and made really a couple of real crucial errors. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe Adam Devine gets thrown in the deep end. You like Hugh though in terms of is the is the clue tonight or. Or, yeah. do, or does the the fact that it's Monday just give Barisic more time and he, he could very well not play tonight but play Monday? I, I think they close tonight. I yeah. think if he, uh, to me, I think if, if Adam Devine starts tonight, I'd be surprised mm. if he doesn't start on Monday. Jack, how important is a convincing win tonight, performance level, or is it just about getting to Monday with as many points on the board as possible? It's all about three points at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter how you get them. Yeah, it's still a lot in progress. I think you need help during... January, I definitely do, but then the day, somebody would say you're going to get three points now. Doesn't really matter how you get them, but the main thing is to get three points, that's it. What we discovered last night, Hugh, is that that question, actually the answer, hinges on whether you believe the old phrase that form goes out the window. I'm not, yeah. saying, I'm not saying Rangers are out of form, but naturally, well, t- to me, who knows nothing about these things, you'd feel better about yourself going into Monday if you win 5 0 tonight than if you win 1 0 tonight. However, if that statement is true, that form goes out the window, then it doesn't really matter. And as Jack says, just get your three points. Make sure the arithmetic is on your side and Monday takes care of itself. The Rangers and Celtic fans don't care if their team coughs, splutters and collapses over the line tonight. That will do them so long as they win the game. Now, I took your point and I listened with interest last night about form going out the window. The way I look at these games... They are a separate life form You can't tell in advance what's going to happen I always go back to Martin O'Neill's first derby He beat Rangers 6-2 In the next one, he lost 5-1 at Ibrox That made it 7-all on aggregate (laughs) Therefore, it's a separate life form There's no one knows what will happen on January 2nd No matter what happens tonight Nobody knows for sure what will happen on January 2nd Because you You can't throw two sixes And get a start with this one And certainly not you 01419511025 Thank you to Jack What else is out there then Rangers fans Anyone agree or disagree With what you're hearing Are you sticking with Adam Devine Would that, Is that a reward for his performances Because he's clearly Not done anything wrong Or is that just stretching it too much To have Barisic Sitting and wait Does he come back in And play What else from the team The guys are talking generally Maybe we can extend this To other teams Other members um, Of those two playing squads Does tonight's team Give you a clue About Monday Are they linked Managers give us this one game At a time nonsense But are they linked In any way Pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 We'll hear from the likes Of Ange Postacoglu next You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy, two men for a big night in the Scottish 
Premiership if you're out and about I mean I'm jealous on one hand Because I love to get to see some live football But my goodness it's miserable I hope the Christmas uh, long johns and new jackets And socks and whatever else is getting put to good use And why not pick up the phone And let us know how you're feeling pre-match 01419511025 Before uh, the break we were discussing uh, A few things about Ibrox But in particular can Adam Devine keep his place tonight And then Monday Or is it just a case of the food chain kicking in And uh, Borna Barisic taking his place tonight Do let us know uh, We've got 15 minutes longer to build up Because Hib Celtic live on your telly uh, Doesn't kick off till 8 Let's turn our attentions to that for a bit Before we get teams from Ibrox Here's the thoughts of Ange Postacoglu Tough challenge um, Especially you know, especially at their ground I remember last year I think it was probably January time we, we drew a game there And it was a tough game for us um, you know, it's it's a great stadium. They get a good crowd. It feels like a big game, and it'll be um, it'll be a good challenge for us. And you know, Lee, you know, Lee's really determined to, to get them playing a certain way. And it's not easy, I know, when you know the, you don't have the players who want to play that style. But I think with a couple more transfer windows, you can see what he's what he's trying to do. And they've got some real attacking threats, particularly with Kevin Nisbet coming back now as well. Um, so um, it'll be a, it'll be a, a good challenge for us. But um, as I said. Um, you know we're on a good run of form. We're we're really sort of focused on on, on ourselves at the moment and being the best team we can be, and that's what we're going to have to deliver. Records are interesting for us, Jim. What's the stat, Hugh? One win in nine, nine games. Yeah. Now Ange Postecoglou was in charge for that mm-hmm. one in nine. It was a three-one, I think, was it last season, last October? Mm-hmm. And he's right. They then went back there in, in February and drew. drew. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're going back to even even the one. The most recent one before last season, for instance, at an absolute maximum, there are two members of the Celtic team that played that night that would play tonight: Greg Taylor uh, and Callum McGregor. Mm-hmm. So it sounds good, you know. It sounds mm-hmm. it sounds dramatic, but how can that be relevant tonight if if the teams are different and the I management's th- different? I, th- I think it's more relevant to Hibs and their supporters because they know that they have had these positive results against Celtic. So therefore, if you're going into the game. Um, you know, you say that there's a number of Hibs players that are still either playing or in the squad, where it's Hanlon and Stevenson, Porteous. There's probably an, or maybe Nisbet. There's maybe there's maybe another a handful, um, but more for the, the fans. I think they think, wait a minute, we can uh, achieve a result. They're not looking at, you know, the, as you say, the, the the Celtic squad completely transformed. They're looking at, you know, the result against Celtic FC. So therefore, I think from that point of view, it gives him a little bit of belief and, and Lee Johnson might, might you know, allude to it in his team talk, mm. might say, listen, look, last year we had two positive results or whatever. But um, yeah, the squad's changed. But Celtic, here and Postal always last little bit was they're focusing on themselves. Yeah. The bottom line is, Celtic play to their maximum capability. They're better than everyone else, including Hibs at Easter Road. He is obviously doing that respectful thing, Hugh, of mentioning... That, that, you know, that it can be tough showing the evidence of that nil-nil yeah. because he would have been as entitled to say well we went there last season and we were 3-0 up within 30 minutes yeah. because they were in the October fixture you'll remember uh, Ralston, Carter, Vickers and, and Kyogo um, and generally he will focus on the positives but maybe just picking a moment to remind uh, remind people whether it is internally or externally that, that it can be a tricky venue I think he's picking the moment to remind his own players listen you're absolutely first class you're Dropped points in only one game this season One game You are good enough to beat Hibs And then we'll talk and think about Rangers Um, 
So I do believe he goes there Full mm. of self-confidence Let's bring in Brian Who's a Celtic fan Does the record matter tonight Brian Does this still feel like a venue That you dread Or will it be a more straightforward evening Seasons greetings to all you guys Anyway Yes I mean look We come along To um, Easter Road We're sitting outside the ground right now We come along here With a football team With a manager Who's got massive respect For every team in the league Now he's no He's no making sound bites. When Angie comes on and says that he knows Lee Miller, when he knows, um, sorry, um, Lee, whoever Johnson, his name Johnson. is, I don't know, Lee Johnson, sorry. Um, and he knows the way he's played, he's watched his team, he's got his team uh, <coughs> soundly sorted out on how they're going to play against a very decent Hibs, because Hibs had a real surge on Saturday 4 nothing against a decent Livingston team. We came here, um, well, we, we beat Hibs 6-1, but that's not a normal thing for uh, uh, Hibs' uh, Celtic game because they'll have a go. Now, see if you have a go with Celtic, I would say Celtic will win 2, maybe 3-1 tonight. That's, that's about my, my, my prediction. But we're talking about another game on Monday as well here. You, you said, oh, you can't predict. If Rangers come out and play against us, they'll get battered the way they got battered in the 4 nothing game at Celtic Park because we are a better side all over the park. There is not one Rangers player would get into the Celtic team right this very minute. Not one of them. Which tells me that every single one of the players are better than the, the team. So I'm saying to you, Hugh, that it's a wee bit of gamesmanship on your part and a wee bit of, um, you know, like having a wee, a wee joke that you think that you don't know about Monday. You do know about Monday. Celtic's a better team all over the park. And that's not disrespectful. That is just honest opinion because of what we've seen so far this season and last season. Celtic are getting better. Rangers have stuttered since this guy comes in. And no matter how you try to put him in this context of being some saviour that, that stopped 10 in a row. He didn't stop 10 in a row. It was, it was uh, you know, um, the, the, the Liverpool laddie. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day... When Celtic roll up and win this game tonight, which I, I expect them, that is not arrogance. That is expectation that Celtic are good enough. When Rangers open up to us on Monday, I expect three or four nothing against them as well because they're not good enough to beat us. It's gamesmanship from you, yeah, Hugh exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure Andrew's <laughs> trembling in his boots <laughs> at the fact that uh, I've been yeah. indulging in gamesmanship. Um, Brian, you know you've written off Hibs. Uh, and that's fair enough That's your opinion You don't believe that they Amount to anything uh, And then you I think he said kind of, Would they say 2 or 3-1 yeah, It's all written it's, off <laughs> uh, written off yeah, <laughs> Come on Look it's not It's not worth even It's not controversial To to predict Celtic To go and win by two goals At Easter Road Whether it happens or not That's a different but, matter But Brian is also assuring me That I do know I do know What will happen On the 2nd of January No I don't And neither does Brian He can He can come on And he can be as optimistic as he likes And that's his entitlement He is a fan I don't know if he's one of the 708 fans Who's got a ticket for Ibrox on the 2nd of January But he can be as optimistic as he likes But he doesn't know for sure I mean obviously no one does so Like, let, Let's just get beyond that without Because that's just fairly obvious That's the way these things work But that just feels like a 
It feels like the type of bravado we're used to in these weeks. That, that's what of these course. weeks are, are all about. Yeah. <laughs> in some ways, Jim Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. Leading up to the game, you know, listen, the fans don't believe that their team can win. You know, that, that's, uh, you know, really putting a real negative spin on it. So, well, listen, Brian said, but, you know, he's, he's ultra confident. He says that he thinks if Rangers come out, they'll win 4 nothing at Ibrox. You know, so, you know, that, that, is, that is a big call to make. Um, listen, you know, we, we always look forward to these games. Um, Brian, as I said, is, 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 a, is a, real, a real positivity about him because he enjoys watching his team playing. And Celtic have been very, very consistent. But the thing they've got to focus on is tonight's game. They want to get into tonight's game with a minimum, minimum nine-point advantage. Uh, if Rangers don't beat Motherwell, <laughs> that could be more of Celtic one. But um, you want to get in there with a nine-point advantage. And if you're Rangers, that's the, 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 the maximum amount you want because then you've got an opportunity to reduce it to six on Monday. But that's, that's what it's about. Does tonight's team have any bearing on Monday's, Brian? Are they linked in any way? Do you get clues tonight? I think what you'll find is we'll use the squad because... Um, there isn't a first eleven. There is favourites. Cal Mack will definitely play. Hart will play. The um, son of Mandini will play. Um, you know, you've got Kyogo will play. But you have a, a squad rotation that is keeping everybody fresh, keeping everybody... It's actually probably the reason why Greg Taylor's a great player this season than last is that he's got boys behind him who are definitely going to take his place if he doesn't perform. That is all over the park. Now, that is the Ange Ball effect. And that is tonight's tonight's team will have no reflection on Monday. Tonight's team will have, as I said, the usual Carmichael play, play in the boys that you're definitely going to put down in your first. But I'd trust any eleven. And that's, you're right about one thing, guys. I am super confident, only because of the football I've been watching the last while. We've been watching a Celtic. We stuttered against St Martin and St Martin played as you know they played as well. We lost that. We've been watching great football this year for Celtic. And I don't, I don't have any disrespect for any other team, but I don't see anybody stopping us doing what we're doing. If we do, if we turn up Ibrox, we turn up tonight. Sorry, first, and then turn up Ibrox on Monday. That's six points further on. That's what I'm doing. As I'm just counting the points to the point where I say, like, the league's in the bag. This is what I love about this week, Hugh, because every Celtic fan listening is going quite right. Come on, Brian. Brian yeah. speaks on behalf of us all. And some Rangers fans will just be going, oh, hold on, Brian, Wednesday night, yes. just in case. I, I, just in case. Yes. So we keep those ones up my sleeve. That's I, the way it works. I have always been firmly of the belief that you can say whatever you like within the bounds of decency and legal parameters. You can say whatever you like because it's all the fun of the fair until we get to the 2nd of January. And if Brian is an honourable man and it's not... Three or four nothing for Celtic Then I know He will come on after the game And he will Make a fulsome apology For Premature remarks Have you got a deal Brian? <laughs> oh you can definitely I'll be definitely on Monday I'll be, After I've been Because I am one of the 708 you I'm one of the luckiest ones ever 708 That's another story though You can do a whole show on that Why there's only 708 And then You know The, the tip for tap But that Listen I will be on the show because I, I didn't usually go on to you when you're on, don't know why. 
we sort of rub each other off But eh, there you go You know what I mean Brian see for the avoidance of doubt Of, of all the things that this show could get accused of Please believe me Hugh Keevans doesn't work the phones Right That is an absolute <laughs> certainty If you think he Has any control Over how the phone calls get through You are sorely Sorely mistaken The guy can't even work a Nokia 3210 <laughs> So let's think about it how logically How could I be a pundit And do the phones Thank you very much No, no, no the, the, I'd have bad predictions Some things he just cannot do And that would be one of them Thank you to Brian uh, 01419511025 We can't be far away uh, From team news at Ibrox Because there is already A Motherwell team I think certainly Andrew McLean Is that right? No, he's Yes, there is a Motherwell team and there is a big, big change to it as well. Just the one change, but Kevin Van Veen, who's got eight Premiership goals this season for Stevie Hamill's side, is dropped to the bench for this one and in comes Dean Cornelius. The only change from that two-all draw against uh, Kilmarnock on Friday. So Liam Kelly continues in goal. The back four, Stephen O'Donnell, Paul McGinn, Ricky Lamy and Matt Penny. The midfield three, Sean Goss, Callum Slattery and Blair Spittle with Dean Cornelius and Stuart McKinstry supporting Connor Shields up top. The substitutes, Oxborough, Maguire, Van Veen, Tierney, Spears, Mill and Ross. The Rangers team will be with us in about seven minutes' time. Mm, Jim Duffy, is that one of those... Infamous nights where you're, you're giving it the six four zero type and deliberately playing with no striker, or you don't have Louis Moult at the moment because he's gone back to Burton for a bit to sort out some sort of injury. Kevin Van Veen's your only striker, and if he is struggling, then you have no one else. So you have to reshuffle. What's your gut yeah, telling you? We had a wee similar debate uh, last week. I think it was when Joe Newbley didn't play for Livingston. Yeah, but at least um, Chris Anderson for, was there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. But you know, the the fans were you know adamant that he should be placed on main focal point, if you want to call that. And and, and Van Veen's just the the same. Um, you know, and obviously scoring at the weekend. Um, yeah, tactically again, probably thinking. Listen, we're going to be under pressure. Rangers are going to dominate the ball, so you know we'll try and keep the game tight until maybe the last 20, 25 minutes, and then we can put them on. I would guess that would be Stevie Hamill's thinking. But you're right. I think it'll be uh, almost like a false nine with a, a flooded midfield and, and and try and push Rangers wide because Motherwell do have the physicality in, in the central defence, so they shouldn't be. Yeah, you know they don't want to be cut open through the middle, so I think they'll condense and, and make the midfield really compact. Only time will tell. Stevie Hamill may stand in front of a microphone at some point, Hugh, and say, "No, Kevin Van Veen's been under the weather. He's agreed to take a place in the bench. He couldn't start oh. the game. He's our only striker." Or I just tactically thought that it was the best thing to do was to play without one. Well, it's all the rage when you play Celtic or Rangers. Park the bus. Use any expression that comes into your head. He's doing the right thing, Stephen Hamill. He's trying to keep it. Down to three Honestly This guy And he's pred- He's very, leaning you right up very, very brave For a guy who predicted St Johnston to draw At Celtic Park At the weekend by the way Did you hear this? No. He's very confident um, Right We'll get a Rangers team Very soon in fact We'll do it after these So get in touch 0141-951-1025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy We are one hour away from kickoff In five of the games uh, With Hibs Celtic Just a little bit later At eight o'clock for TV So with that in mind Let's go to Archie Who's a Rangers fan Because I must admit I was absolutely certain we'd have the Rangers team by now. It is only an hour to go. We've usually got them by now. Every other team that's playing tonight has published their team. Um, I'm not sure why we don't have a Rangers team yet, but it can't be far off. Um, And with that in mind, 
Archie, you've still got time uh, to get a request or a prediction in. What do you want to see from the team tonight? Well, obviously, I, mean, I, just, I actually just turned the show on. Uh, my guys, I turned the show on about um, half six. I was listening to talking about uh, the boy Divine. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you say that Barisic was fit? Yeah. Was he in the, yeah, he's back. Um, I think he came back and trained two two days, I think. Right. I think, I mean, uh, for me, I think um, it would, I think there's a lot of messages been sent out um, for, for far too long at iBooks in regards to, um, well, first of all, with Tavenier, you know, uh, and Barisic, I think. It seems to be that doesn't matter how bad they play, they, they get a start. You know that, that boy Divine. For me, the last three games, obviously the team hasn't been great, but I think the boy's been solid. I think he keeps it simple. Um, he's obviously a young guy. I think it would send out the wrong message. I think, um, you know, especially not to the old firm game. You know, I think uh, if he's going to play the boy in the old firm game, um, for me, Barisic, the last two old firm games has been. Absolutely atrocious The same way We're right back who I'm just not a fan of at all mm. Well we have We have the Celtic team already They kick off at 8 um, Still no Rangers team though Although Andrew McLean uh, Reliably informs me That Rangers do sometimes Still go for the exact hour Before Even though I think the window Is, is a bit wider now um, Does Archie make a, a Convincing case For Adam Devine Over Borna Barisic Yeah I think um, You know last, As he mentioned the, the last couple of games uh Barisic would be tremendous going forward well, I'll tell you what, we've, got, we've got crossings. the answer now so we've let, got the let, answer. Let's get the answer from Archie, Andrew Archie, here's the answer you've been waiting on Andrew McLean Yeah, well, Borna Barisic does come straight back into the Rangers starting lineup. It means that Adam Devine drops to the bench But maybe even more interestingly than that There's a start for young Alex Lowry Michael Beale has said he's got to manage the youngster Bring him in at the right time And he's decided this is the right occasion To put him straight into the starting lineup. So it's Alan McGregor in goal for Rangers The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson Ben Davies and Borna Barisic The midfield three, John Lundstrom, Ryan Jack and Alex Lowry It'll then be Malik Tillman and Ryan Kent in support of Alfredo Morelos who is up front the substitutes McLaughlin Matondo Kamara Sands Wright Sakala Arfield King and Devine so that means that there's no place for Antonio Cholak or Kemar Roof on the bench for Rangers tonight Very interesting I'm afraid you've not got your wish Archie Varisic comes straight back in so is that an error on, in your mind? Well for me again there's been messages here to Ibrox and I think that's, this is one of the reasons why the team are where they are I think that um, I'm going to have I think um, for me, he's the worst defender in the league when it comes to defending. Um, it doesn't matter how bad you see me play. I mean, that obviously, he's, he's obviously going to play Barisic tonight because he's going to play him the old firm game. But, I mean, the last two old firm games he played, I mean, he just... Obviously, took, the first one, he took him off at half-time. He was that bad. Um, he, he made the same boo-boos. He bottled it again against Celtic Park. He just the same as Tav. And I think for that young boy to, to, to give three um, decent displays, then to be dropped with somebody who's no match sharp at all, who's... I don't know. I, I just think I, I just think they're sending the wrong message. What, what does that say? What does it say about? Um, I don't know. I'm just dismayed. I think you know. It's just between Tav and Barisic. I think they seem to be sort of undroppable kind of thing. You know, it doesn't matter how bad you play. You, Archie, I just wonder if the scale of your frustration at James Tavernier is is running a bit too deep. Because like, I know he's, he divides opinion among some Rangers fans. But the worst defender in the league. Come on. Uh, I'll be honest with you. See that. See this season, right? T- t- take away his, um, his assists and his goals. When it comes to defending, I think, and, I, and I'm not exaggerating. I think ninety percent of the goals we lose come from either Tabby in the body or him not jumping um, for a for a ball in the box. He's absolutely atrocious at defending. You know, he runs about like a heedless chicken. And for somebody who has been there for seven or eight years, to you know, for people to say his defending improved, I, I mean, I think. I don't know what they're seeing. It's obviously I'm not seeing something, but he runs about like a heedless chicken. He doesn't know how to defend. He's no special awareness 
Um, he, obviously he's amazing going forward in his numbers but as a defender when it comes to defending against good good players he bottles it he doesn't know what he did and I'm actually not looking forward to watching Barisic and, and, and Tav against Celtic again because mm. it's it's embarrassing that's, 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 the, that's the crux of the matter Archie doesn't mean uh, he's a poor defender against Johnson Motherwell or Aberdeen what he means is he's let Rangers down against Celtic therefore he's a headless chicken and he shouldn't be in the team and the same for Barisic. Uh, but for me, Michael Beale's a man of clear signals. And he has said tonight, Adam Devine, terrific, glad I put him in, had three good games, but I want Barisic and I believe I can make Barisic better against Celtic than he has mm. been. Yeah, I mean, Jim, sometimes it's just the obvious explanation, isn't it? Like like we mentioned at the start, of course, you know, well done, Adam Devine, good performances. Mm -hmm. But it's not exactly a wild notion for Michael Beale to think, right, I'm going to pick a Croatian international left back who went to the World Cup over a young, inexperienced right back playing Mm -hmm. at left back. We, We can all feel for the player and we can all, you know, maybe say he's been a little bit hard done by... But it's not that surprising, is it? No, I mean, we said, uh, Gordon, you asked me, I said, if, if Michael Beale believes that Bonabaccio is the best player, his job is to put the best team on the pitch. If you look at the Rangers back four tonight, I mean, I take it as a unit, that to me would be Rangers' strongest unit. I know Archie's got his views on, on Tavernier and stuff, but, the, you know, there are very, very few fullbacks now who are good defenders. Mm. That's just the nature of being a fullback now. You know, we, we, we spoke last night, going about Andy Robertson, 55 assisted, all-time assists uh, in the English uh, Premier League, a left-back. You know, everybody knows his strengths going forward. You know, there's, there's, a, mm. big, there's a whole debate about Trent Alexander-Arnold not even getting an England squad. Uh, you know, eventually he did, but he never plays really because the people say he's not a great defender. Uh. Tavernier assists... He's, 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 he's link up play um, You know What he's contributed to Rangers Over the last few years I think has been immense and, and as I said If you're looking for the perfect right back Who can defend for his life And mm. <laughs> deliver um, You know as much as Tavernier does I think you'd be talking about 30-40 mm. million I can already see some of you on Twitter Feeling a bit sorry for Adam Devine thinking he's hard done by What do you think? Uh, thank you to Archie Let's bring in Scott and Toll Cross And get his take on things Scott Hi, how you doing? Um, I'm just phoning, obviously, the, the, the caller there was talking about Tav, and I just thought that the way he spoke about him was was, was unfair. Um, obviously, I do, I do feel that Barisic does go hiding. Um, he's definitely a confidence player. Um, and when it's no going his way, he stops looking for the ball, he stops getting into tackles. Like, I, I agree that he does hide, but to say the same about Tav, I think, is, is shocking. Some of the the numbers that that guy's contributed towards Rangers is is phenomenal. Um, I just wanted to phone in a bit of support him, basically. Yeah, it's it's just become a a very easy place to go. You don't have to think Tavernier's brilliant, but like I said, it's more that it's more the scale of it. You yeah. can you can say that you think he gets exposed a little bit in a Rangers team, or he's better going forward than he is going back. But that Archie was a Rangers fan who had him as the worst defender in the league or whatever the phrase was yeah. which is quite clearly not the case no and uh, to use the modern day expression the numbers tell you that's not the case in terms of goals scored for Rangers and for assists I mean that is about going forward but still yeah, yeah but at the same time I cling to the belief that what the callers who are 
detractors What they mean is He let us down against Celtic Therefore He's hopeless mm. well, now, To be fair I think by the sounds of Archie He's got a long list of, of Grievances with James Tavernier The man I am worried about tonight Is the manager of Croatia Because For some reason This man Took a headless chicken Bottling dud <laughs> To a World Cup well, To be fair The, the headless chicken comment yeah, Was James Tavernier yeah. um, But I, I, I take your point um, Scott let me just ask you Because we're a bit pushed for time What, what else You know For a, a bit of a debate there Some people Saying well obviously Barisic should come back in Other people feeling it's a slap in the face Or whatever expression to Adam Devine How do you feel on that side? Um, I, I'm not surprised I do think that Bill's probably going to go with, with Players that are you know, tried and tested And played at that level a bit more often um, I, I do agree that Barisic can be better You know like, He definitely does go hiding in the big games But um, Devine's time will come you know, it's probably similar with Patterson. Um, you know, Patterson was, was bedded in for a period of time. He wasn't just thrown at the deep end. And I think that to play Barisic tonight, to get him prepared for playing to play against Selic is probably the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that interests me as well, Jim, would be Alex Lowry. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as Michael Beale arrived, he spoke about him being ripe and, mm-hmm. and ready. He then elaborated when he was asked and said, you know, he's still got things he needs to add to his game. Mm-hmm. And he's played exactly zero minutes since mm-hmm. Michael Beale came in. So you were thinking, hold on, this guy's ripe and ready. He's not even come off the bench for five minutes. Yeah. And now he goes right in from the start tonight. What does that mean? What, is, what, what does it mean for Monday and so on? Well, I, I don't know if it'll mean a lot for Monday, but you know, the, the one thing Alec really does give you is it, it gives you a, a, you know, a, another forward-thinking midfielder. You, you would say Lundstrom, yeah, he can obviously score like he did last week, but um, you know, Jack as well had scored. But generally speaking, those are the two that kind of sit a little bit. That will allow Lowry to get and break the lines. Uh, thank you very much to Scott Celtic fans Have a listen to this And then let us know what you think Here is the team news from Easter Road with Gabriel Yes, Ange Postacoglu just makes one change From the 4-1 win over St Johnson on Christmas Eve Leal Abada comes in for James Forrest Who drops to the bench Big news as well though Josip Juranovic is back among the substitutes For the first time since his World Cup exploits He was just on the pitch there In his Celtic track So you've got to wonder how much longer he will be there though Chelsea, the latest club linked with the right back 17 year old midfielder Rocco Vata is also on the bench the 11 is as follows it's Joe Hart in goal Rayo Hatate keeps his place at right back with Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Stahlfeld in the middle of defence Greg Taylor is on the left hand side Matt O'Reilly Callum McGregor and Aaron Moyer three in middle with Leal Abada Kyogo Furuhashi and Dazen Maida up top Sigrist Jens Yakimakis Alvildgaard Forrest Jota Bernabe Vata and Juranovic are the substitutes well what about the hosts Lee Johnson names an unchanged team since their 4 0 win over Livingston four days ago. That shows you just how happy he was with that performance, their first win in eight games. So the team is as follows uh, a 4 2 3 1 formation for the Hybees. David Marshall in goal, Chris Cadden, Rocky Bashiri, Paul Hanlon, and Lewis Stevenson are the back four. Ryan Porteous continues in midfield with Joe Newell. Uh, Josh Campbell will be just in front of them with Kyle McGuinness uh, and Eli Yuan out wide. Kevin Nisbet leads the line. The substitutes are Schofield, Cabrera, Fish, Henderson, Kenna, McGeady. McCurdy, Melkerson and Kurohevich. The referee here will be Alan Muir and the VAR is Andrew Dallas. What do you make of that then Celtic fans? Get your thoughts in. You've heard the team is at the right one. What does it mean for tonight and of course for Monday? And whilst you line up your thoughts, let's have a bit of fun. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Let's see if we can start finishing the year on a high with some listener victories on Beat the Pundit. If you fancy taking on Jim Duffy or Hugh Keevans, the number you need is 01419511025 and you need to dial that number before 7 o'clock. It could be you taking on Jim or Hugh, so get your calls in and we'll speak to you next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here 01419511025 We are about 42 minutes or 57 minutes away from kickoff, Depending on what game you're interested in this evening So keep your calls coming We've had a bit of a debate about the Rangers team A first start under Michael Beale First start for a while for Alex Lowry Adam Devine does not continue at left back Borna Barisic comes back in And uh, no place in the squad at all for Antonio Cholak or Kamal Roof despite their return to fitness What does that mean for Monday? We just gave you the Celtic team before the news there It's just the one change uh, So Jota's on the bench Does that mean he is he getting rested for Monday? Is that how, the, how it works? It's a front three uh, of Kyogo, Abada and Maeda Hatati continues at right back So whatever you make of those teams Get your calls in right now please And we will get to you straight after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, Beat the Pundit time. Jim Duffy, I think you were in the hot seat last night as well. Let's see what tonight brings with Scott and Paisley. How's it going, Scott? I'm not bad, I'm not bad. You fancy your chances? I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. That seems like the perfect response, to be honest. Not too confident, not too nervous. Let's toss the coin. And find out heads it is Hugh Tails it will be Jim Duffy And it's heads Hugh Evans taking on Scott and Paisley So what we always do here is give Hugh some Clyde 2 in his lug So that he can't hear what's going on And we'll get your questions and the clock lined up Scott 30 seconds It goes without saying just answer as many as you can And if you want to pass that's absolutely fine okay No problem Right let's go then 30 seconds on this clock and it starts now who was Celtic's most expensive signing of the summer? Atati. Who scored the winner in the last meeting between Rangers and Motherwell? Passion. Uh, Who, who's the only current manager in the Scottish Championship who's managed in the English Premier League? I'll pass on that one. How many Scottish top flight titles has Stephen Davis won? Okay, let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh, can you hear us? I can Good, same set of questions, shall we? Go Who was Celtic's most expensive signing of the summer? Pass Who scored the winner in the last meeting between Rangers and Motherwell? Uh, Morelos Who's the only current manager in the Scottish Championship who's managed in the English Premier League? Uh, Gary Boyer How many Scottish Premier League titles or Scottish top flight titles has Stephen Davis won? Uh, four Who's the current captain of St Mirren? Uh, uh, O'Hara Who's got more career goals Lyndon Dykes or Shea Adams? Shea Adams Okay What's the verdict Scott? Oh he's a more question So who's won? Uh, he went a bit faster uh, He did go faster That's for sure that, that, can, that can be the key sometimes I thought they were tough actually I did I thought they were tough um, The most expensive Celtic signing of the summer Jota 
Remember, oh, turned it course, into a permanent yeah. deal. Uh, none of you got it. The winner, the last time Rangers played Motherwell, it was at Fir Park in October, and it was John Lundstrom. Oh. A tough question, I thought. A really tough. You're going to kick yourself furiously. You're about to give yourself a size eight hush puppy to the shin. Mm-hmm. Who is the only current manager in the Scottish Championship? Owen Coyle. Oh. Your, pal, your old pal, Owen Coyle. So it's nil-nil after three questions, gentlemen. I have to tell you. It's a high-scoring match. I'm fearing the worst at this stage. <laughs> however, celebrating. however, and I was worried for you, Scott, because I knew you were running out of time. How many top-flight titles has Stephen Davis won? It's four, yeah. Scott. Well done. You got it right. So did Hugh Keevans, mm-hmm. which means it's one each. And as you said, Scott, he got more questions and they made it count. You know, they talk about the boxers going into the championship rounds yep. uh, or the, the tennis going into the fifth set. That's where mm-hmm. Hugh Keevans comes to his own. St Mirren's captains, Mark O'Hara mm-hmm. and Shea Adams has more goals. So it looked nervy for a while, but it's a 3-1 win for Hugh Keevans. He points to the back of his cardigan. And you know what? Having studied your knitwear for many years on this show, that's a new one, isn't it? It is. That's a new Christmas effort, that. I can right, tell. Right at the wrapper. Looks great. They're, Looks they're, good. They're so many wanes in my house over the Christmas period that last night I finally get round to looking at the presents I was given. <laughs> nah, I like it. I think you're looking sharp. Well done, Scott. Hard lines. It wasn't enough. Good yeah. man. Well done. All right, Scott. Scott in Paisley on Beat the Pundit. We'll be back mm-hmm. tomorrow where we try Owen and go Coyle. on. Coyle. I'll never be yeah. welcome back my house. I'm surprised at you. I'm surprised at you. I must admit. Um, we gave that Celtic team out just before the news, so we didn't really get the time to react to it. So let's do that right now. Celtic fans, what do you make of it? In isolation, what do you make of the team tonight? And does it tell you anything about Monday? Do let us know 01419511025 What jumped out for you Jim? No I, I didn't think They would make too many changes he's, he's not like that I mean I know that he said The last time after The, the, the game up to the weekend That he wasn't happy With some of it and, and he made a couple But you know um, Obviously just the one James Forrest going out And Abada coming back in yeah, I think there is a wee bit of a of a of a guy, or you know, that for for what might happen on Monday, I wouldn't be surprised if my my either kept his his place and Jota stayed on the bench. Really? Yeah, that's oh. a big call, but I wouldn't be surprised. I've always, there's not many who that are sort of nailed on to play big games. Because I think your Ramsey will come back. They, sorry, but I think your Ramsey will come back in because I cannot yeah. see Hattie playing right okay, back. Okay, do you oh. get do you get a clue on him tonight then? Mm. If it gets to the hour mark and your yeah. comes on, that's mm. with Monday in mind. Yeah, I think I think so. I definitely think. Can yeah, you see Jota being going. left out on Monday. Um, with Ange Postacoglu it is impossible to second guess the man and I think he also is a firm believer that it's not an 11 man game anymore mm-hmm. it's a 16 man game and they'll all be there Jota, Abada, Maeda, Kyogo they'll all be there um, because that's the way Ange Postacoglu plays the game uh, let's bring in Paul Paul I know you've got a more general point as well but let, let me put you on the spot with that if you don't mind what are you, do you read anything into the team tonight? Um, not not really. I, I, if I was uh, if I was the Celtic board, I'd be wrapping Juranovic up in cotton wool. So mm-hmm. I don't expect him to play at all uh, uh, again. Actually, so um, so I, I, you know, depending what happens tonight, uh, whether he comes back on or not. But you know, with the amount of interest uh, in him and the, and the sort of low key reaction to that, um, when you think the likes of Barcelona, Chelsea. Atletico Madrid mentioned a long, long time since there was any Scottish yeah. player mentioned in those in those uh, terms. I think Henrik Larson was the last one. So, uh, so I don't, the, the right back, the right back situation will be 
uh, we want to watch, but uh, I expect that. I, I, I don't expect to see that, which is my main point about Juranovic mm. and his and his value. Yeah, we, we yeah, I mean, look, values are great, aren't they? Because it's, it can be tough, Paul, to compare and contrast because players are different ages, they go to different markets, they have got different contractual lengths. But by mentioning those teams that have come out again today, and you're right, I mean it. it it seems to be beyond the stage of just Twitter rumour or speculation. You're talking about switching on Sky Sports News mm-hmm. and people in London talking about Chelsea, mm-hmm. Barcelona, Atletico Madrid. Not a bad list, Paul. Does that does that tell you that Celtic could be looking at a sizable fee? Well, I think that my, I'm interested to see uh, Jim and Hughes' view on, on his value. Uh, I, I've got a figure in my head, but... I wonder where they, they are in terms of what they think they'll actually go for. Oh, go on, give us the figure first, kick us off. No, I think it's got to be at least Kieran Tierney level money, so it's got to be £25 million plus. Uh, the guy the guy was third in the World Cup, he was up there on the radar of all the FIFA stats and, and all of that, so um, it's got to be £25 million. £25 million is not... Uh, an exorbitant fee in the English Premier League, uh, not for a club of Chelsea standing. Um, and as the caller says, Kieran Tierney fetched that money and didn't have the international pedigree that uh, Juranovic has. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot I, younger though. Yeah, yeah. Um, my feeling is somewhere between 15 and 20. Here's the thing about it, Jim, and I, I meant it, you know, wasn't meant to try and. Kill any art, mm-hmm. any debate about fees. It's just so difficult because mm-hmm. you can pluck all these different examples. You look at them. Mm-hmm. I think the market's important, right? Yeah. If you're if you're going to go to a London club mm-hmm. in the English Premier League, you would kind of associate that with a big fee. If yeah. you're then adding Barcelona and Atletico Madrid in, and if mm-hmm. there's any sort of bidding war there, yeah. my goodness, you really should be looking at a big fee. So I get where Paul's coming from. I then read some mm-hmm. of those reports. I read the Mail mm-hmm. today. Um, and it says And again I think this comes from Down south Chelsea are ready to accelerate Their long term interest In Josip Juranovic After Rhys James limped off Against Bournemouth mm. With the Croatian World Cup star Potentially available I hope you're sitting down Paul For as little as £8 million mm-hmm. That article says mm. Um so pick your fee between yeah. eight and twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 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 with Paul uh, in the sense that um, you know you should be looking at that uh, figure twenty million plus. But um, and f- f- sadly, I've seen it many many times in Scottish football. It's it's, it's rare that um, you, you get the true market value of a players. That's just the way it is. You can add on. Were well, we making progress there though? As Paul yeah, says, are. you know, with Tierney and, and Bassey. Yeah, but... yeah. No, no, I mean, he, he, even even Nathan Patterson, I think, was an, initially 13, I think it was, and then it got up mm-hmm. to 16 or so, but, you know, having only played uh, a relatively small amount of games. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree that, um, you know, we, we, we sometimes don't get the, the true representation of a, a player's value up, up here until they move on. And then you see that, you know, the, 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 the likes, you know, of, of, of players moving on further further down the line. But if Chelsea are in for him, uh, Rhys James is injured, as you mentioned, um, huge club like that, you know, listen, 20, 25 million is absolutely nothing. So, yeah, I think Celtic have got to be looking at that type of fee. And it's exactly what you say is gone. Listen, if they're, I'm sure they are, but if the 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 business heads on, you want to make sure there's mm. competition in, in for the, the player. Because once competition comes in, the, if it is Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, then the, the value can increase 
quite dramatically in a short period of time. In the summer, can, Chelsea can, spent two hundred and fifty million pounds. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and fifty million. Sixty-five so, million on the left back that hardly ever plays. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? What do you think, Paul? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I, I, my, my main point is that that, uh, and it's it's very un un. Uh, typical of Celtic uh, of, of recent years, but they seem to have kind of killed the the fun of the transfer window by getting their business done early, <laughs> and not to. I mean, I'm, I'm a wee bit worried about the the Japanese slant. I always like to see lots of Celtic have always been good over the years of getting up and coming Scottish players, the likes of Ryan Christie and uh, you know Greg Taylor or the like. But um, but you know, it's, it's kind of almost boring. And can I make another point about? The lack of noise coming from the other side of Glasgow. Hugh made a point at the beginning of the season, and he used this phrase, he must have learned it in the summer, player trading model. It was his phrase in the summer, he must have went away his holidays and came back with that phrase, um, which at some total moment represents Nathan Patterson, uh, Morelos and Kent are out of contract. And I don't know how many shows you've had new guys since the World Cup or during the World Cup, there's been very little mention of what the transfer policy is there, you know, given the fact that most people see that Celtic's uh, squad is streets ahead of Rangers at the moment. So when you meant, just when you were rhyming off, the, did you deliberately leave out Bassi and Aribo or was, it just, was that an accidental thing? Well, I was just making to see whether uh, uh, he was doing his homework or not. So, yeah, that's that, a... Uh, let, let me tell you that in Italy No one uses the phrase Player trading I was say, You were too busy with the hanky yeah, In your yeah. head At the leaning tower that, that of Pisa too busy saying uh, My foolish heart um, So uh, And Yeah I, I remember Bassi and the Rebo um, You know And he will get Someone else who The You know When Michael Beale said The other team The Celtic fans Justifiably took the huff But you know, Paul can't bring himself to see Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rangers had uh, the player trading model going well with Bassi and Deribo. The problem was they didn't uh, bring in players of comparable quality. Um, and that's why there was a change of manager. Or one of the reasons why there was a change of manager. And is that, is that not important? You know, because in Paul's timeline, if you change your manager, that's going to take more focus than what your transfer plans are because on day one, two, three, four, five of Michael Beale's reign, he's probably not immediately thinking about his transfer plans. He's no. probably thinking about what you do here and now. And then Paul would be more than entitled once we get deep into January, then that, that's when you find out a bit more. But also, I don't think it's any surprise that the attention's not been on that so far. Also, he's run down his own club by saying that all the funds have been taken out of it because. Uh, Celtic uh, through Ange Postacoglu has brought in Alistair Johnson uh, Kobayashi and uh, Iwata maybe on his way from Japan as well that's not to say that on the 31st of January Ange Postacoglu goes in and astounds everyone with a transfer so you know presumption is all the way through uh, Paul's call whether it's presumption about Celtic or presumption about Rangers I'm just impatient Jim I want (laughs) one way or another because this Juranovic thing's now It's been bubbling away for mm. a while Since the day he arrived You've heard interest It's definitely picked up obviously After yeah. the World Cup And it seems like something uh, Is going to happen mm. And right now I'm just confused Because I don't know why. How can you be seeing talk of 8 million When yeah. as pro- I think Paul probably speaks On behalf of a lot of football fans That would run through that criteria mm. Decent enough age still 
Croatian international, mm-hmm. third at the World Cup, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, comparable to other right backs or, or full backs mm-hmm. that we've sold from Scotland. How can it be eight? But yeah, I, I think Celtic sold Jeremy Frimpong for was it eleven? 11? Something yeah. like that. And they're talking about 35, 40 million, you know, these kind of things from 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 clubs. But the the thing is, he, he may well have a clause in his contract. You don't know. I mean, sometimes yeah. players when they sign a contract, if they don't feel they're getting the right salary, sometimes agents will put in. Um, can leave you know, for a, this yeah, amount Yeah a fee You know um, So sometimes that can be A lot less than, than Than the true market value But Listen You know The, the thing is from, from Celtic's point of view They've done it for many many years now um, They've sourced players All around the world And made a healthy profit For a, a large number of them And um, You know Joseph Juranovic uh, Is the next one On that production line And it's, it's still tr- Terrific business Because They've brought in Alistair Johnson to, and they've still, they've, you know, they've, they've obviously still, still got plenty of players there. But Alistair Johnson, one coached, once coached by Gordon DL. In case yeah, you hadn't exactly. heard, I don't know right, how that yeah. makes you feel. Yeah. Um, what do you both think about Paul's assessment on not seeing Juranovic again? Because mm. you know, wrapping cotton wool, look after the business side of things. I, th- I, I personally think he'll play on on Monday. I, 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 I think do he'll be- come on tonight. Yeah, I just think you'll play uh, um, because I don't see Hitati playing at right back against Rangers. Um, it's not his strongest position. I think even tonight will be a test from uh, with Johan playing out there um, for Hibs because he is quick, he's direct. Um, Hibs at Easter Road are you know, a little bit more positive than they would be at Celtic Park. And Celtic at the weekend obviously dominate. As we know, Hitati scoring two, could have scored another couple. But I think you'll have a little bit more defensive duties tonight. And that's not his strongest point. Even in midfield, it's not his strongest point. He's a real creative player. So I think Juranovic will play, unless Anthony Ralston makes a tremendous recovery. Juranovic might be on sooner than you think because uh, St Johnston were non-combative on Saturday and Hatati saw the whole park in front of him, scored two goals, should have had a third, hit the post with it. Uh, but this is a job for a... A conventional defender So I think if Ange Postacoglu Believes that Hatati Is miscast In terms of tonight's game Juranovic will be on the park mm. alright Thanks to Paul It's 01419511025 A great time to get your call in We could get you on the lines next And we'll continue the build up to tonight's football Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy for company So why not come on down and join them 01419511025 I'll tell you what, I hope you won't hold this against me I think, well let's leave off the full time teaser Because we've got so many big games to build up to We've not even gone round them yet for team news So uh, let's put that in the back burner uh, And bring it back at a later date Full time at Clyde1.com We're still looking for your questions Just ask you, just uh, on the Rangers team again Scott Arfield I'm presuming is on the bench uh, let's just double, double check, check Andrew just McLean Yes Scott Arfield Is on the mm. bench For Rangers tonight He is indeed Yeah no just because Obviously he scores Those two goals Up at, at Aberdeen And uh, oh. you know There was a few Rangers fans Last night as well You know on about You know where he starts The game and stuff And, I think and then he, he started Dingwall though didn't yeah, he And then yeah. people fall back Into saying Ah he's better Coming off the bench Yeah but just He's uh, said he's, he's been such an Important player mm-hmm. for them Over the last few years And again another Another one who's I think his contract's up, isn't yeah. it, at the end of the season? Also, 34, keep mm-hmm. him for Monday. Maybe. Uh, mm. I mean, Andrew, the other thing, if we're talking about, you know, Van Veen not playing, Motherwell not having a recognised striker, the number of Motherwell subs and the age of them suggests that that squad goes to Ibrox in a less than ideal shape as well, doesn't 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stevie Hamill had talked about the injury issues they've got in the lead up to this game, and they've only named, I think it's is that six substitutes, seven yep. substitutes, six, when you can seven. have a, a complement of of nine in there but you look at some of the ages of the players they've got Lennon Miller is on the bench he's 16 years old you've got Luca Ross on the bench as well he's 16 years old Kean Spears is 18 years old so it's certainly not a full complement of substitutes and those that are on the bench you know they've not got a lot of experience at all so it'll be interesting to see what happens later in the game if Motherwell are potentially you know chasing the game or they're looking to hold out who they'll be able to turn to on that bench yeah I was going to say seven actually seven subs um and Jim, it's maybe something that, that we knew at the time and we speak about it every now and then, but you, you can then forget, you get into that habit. The big teams have got the deepest squads, yeah. so you're already up against it to try and get anything mm-hmm. out of the game. Then they go and bring on five players mm-hmm. who might be internationals. Yeah. You look at those seven, I mean, take Oxborough, the goalkeeper out, Barry Maguire, Kevin Van Veen, Ross Tierney, Keen Spears, Lennon Miller, as, mm-hmm. as Andrew says, that is going to take some effort. Yeah, I, if, if I had been the other clubs, I would never have voted. I don't know if they did, but never have voted for well, the, the five did, yeah, in Scotland did, anyway. because exactly what you're saying that you know they're so strong, um, the the top teams, and they can bring on five absolutely top class players mm-hmm. that can change. Whereas the likes of my, I mean, and we we spoke about it briefly last night about the amount of injuries that teams seem to be getting just now, and that decimates squad when you you don't have the same quality and depth. And Motherwell, as you mentioned, listen. It's, it's great for those young young uh, kids, 16 years of age, 17 years of age, on the bench, being at Ibrox, getting a taste of it. That may well, you know, help them in, in their future uh, development as players and, and, and being part of the system. So, listen, I've got no, no issues with Motherwell putting young kids on. I think teams like Motherwell have mm-hmm. to do that. And ha- again, going back, you know, getting players into the team, moving them on, yeah. selling them, getting that. So, yeah, but and for Stevie Hamill, if it's not going your way, as Andrew says, you know, you're really throwing those young boys into the lines then. Right, we're going to really have to accelerate going round the other grounds and, and looking at teams in different scenarios there. Let's bring in William first. To William, as a Rangers fan, what are you looking forward to tonight? Hello, Gordon, Jimmy, shoot. Hello. Hi, William. Yeah, uh, I, want to make, I want to talk about the boy Lowry and then that Rangers fan about Tavernier, if that's okay. Take it away. Yeah. I came on a couple of months ago and said Alex Lowry was the best prospect since he and Durant and Michael Beale uh, is true to his word this boy is going to be a fantastic player all he needs to do is get the minutes get the games right and the boy went to Vernia right oh my god uh, a heedless chicken this is a guy who scored over 100 goals for the Rangers been a top goal scorer in a Europa League campaign over 200 assists see that boy Archie he can sit behind the couch on Monday right I'll be I'll be sitting there with, with my chest out with confidence. Any team is coming to Ibrox, if that's including Celtic in Scotland, I'm confident it's a very difficult place to win. What what is it about Alex Lowry, William? Because everyone I think most Rangers fans are excited about him and hope that he can kick on. And I know there was an injury, right? So I do know that. But still right up to this moment, before he takes the field tonight, it's still only eight first team appearances. Was that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's fault? Michael Beale didn't play him at all in any of his first three. Is there still stuff Alec Lowry needs to work on, or are managers not giving him the chance yet that he deserves? Yeah, you're correct. It was Van Bronckhorst's fault. Michael Beale has been true to his word. I remember when I was going to sit in the early 80s, right? And there was a young boy called Ian Duran, right? The boy was absolutely fantastic. This boy, in my mind, has got the same attributes, right? He can tackle, he can pass, he can score a goal. Vision, he's got, he's got everything. No, I mean, he just needs to game. Maybe beef up a bit. Jim Duffy might agree with me there on the show. Might beef up a bit and just get a wee bit of muscle, but he's got everything. 
I suppose it's so it's so early in Michael Beale's era so, And now the fact he starts tonight Does blow the, a lot of this mm. away But if you'd asked me this morning for instance I was I was still thinking mm. what what is going on Because Michael Beale, as William says Does praise Alex Lowry And then he gets not a single minute in the first three games yeah, But tonight he starts But as I said earlier Gordon He's a man for clear signals, Michael Beale I think Lowry, Lowry does well tonight He starts against Celtic I just think he's, he is a tremendous player. I mean, it's difficult for, for I mean, get people of a certain era, and obviously I, I played against Ian Durant when he was a, a young boy coming through, and he was absolutely magnificent. And if it wasn't for that horrific injury, I, you know, I, I think he could have just played just about any level. He was he was an immense player, phenomenal talent. Um, so I don't always like labelling, you know, the next the next game. Kid, he's, 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 got to, he's got to prove himself over over a, a concerted period of time and playing for a club like Rangers uh, in an era where I think, as I said to you, it's difficult just now because everyone's got their opinions, opinions on social media. But he, he's certainly got a talent, absolutely no doubt mm. about that. And he needs a run of games now. Um, and it'll be interesting to see whether um, you know Michael Beale gives him that chance. Yeah, we'll see how he goes tonight. Thank you to William. We've got a bottom of the table clash. Now, every game's got its own importance tonight, but if you look at the table... Down the bottom, no one wants to finish the calendar year at propping up everyone else. So let's go to Dundee United, Ross County, and speak to Dave Galloway. A huge game for both teams tonight, uh, Gordon. Victory for Dundee United, who played well against Hearts on Christmas Eve in an entertaining 2-2 draw here. We'd see them move off the foot of the Premiership, leapfrogging their visitors in the process. But should Ross County triumph, that could cast the Tangerines five points adrift at the bottom. The Staggies may have lost their last three games, but they've been on the wrong end of fine margins, beaten by a single goal against Celtic, St Johnston and Rangers. Incidentally, nice to see that before kick-off here, there will be a pre-match display in the Eddie Thompson stand in memory of the late, great Jim McLean, who passed away two years ago on Boxing Day. To the teams then, and Dundee United make three changes. It's Mulgrew, Graham and Sibbald in for Freeman, Jume and Behich. And it looks like a change of formation for them as well, from three at the back to four at the back. It's Birigiti in goals, a back four of Smith, Edwards, Graham and McMahon. Midfield, Sibbald, Mulgrew and Levitt with Harks and Middleton playing behind Fletcher up front. The substitutes, Eriksson, Niskanen, Jume, Mikasin, Anaku, Freeman, Kujo, Watts and McLeod. Just the one change for Ross County. Callaghan is in for Cancola, who drops to the bench. It's Laidlaw in goals. Across the back, Randall, Watson, Yakoviti and Harmon. Midfield, Tilson, Loturi and Callaghan with uh, up top white, supported by Edwards and Danda. The subs for County, Eastwood, Cancola, Baldwin, Sims, Johnson, Olegbi, Akio, Hewula and Payton. John Beaton is on VAR duties tonight and your match referee here at Tannadice is Chris Graham. Do you buy into the psychological importance of not being bottom at the turn of the year, Hugh? Yeah, I mean, the sooner you get off the bottom, the better. And I really couldn't forecast a winner, even a, a hopeless um, predictor of football matches. I, I cannot, for the life of me, work out who will win that one. But uh, I'm glad in the passing that they are acknowledging Jim McLean before the game because he invented the modern day Dundee United. Uh, and without him, they wouldn't have half the history they've got. Tonight, I think they did well against Hearts at the weekend to get a draw at home. Hearts are a decent team. If I had to go one way, I'd go Dundee United. 
Yeah, looking forward to that one The basement battle, if you like As the tabloids would call mm-hmm. it I'm sure Dundee United, Ross County Fascinated by Livy St Mirren Jim, mm. because if you look at the uh, League table St Mirren still in that top six Livingston have dropped out of it um, But only one point separating the sides Heading into tonight I can't imagine Livy have had to bounce back From 4-0 defeats too often mm. Since they returned yeah. to the Premiership yeah, but I think you've got to put it in perspective with um, you know Jason Holt being sent off very early on in the match, mm-hmm. and uh, listen, it was it was a, a good performance from Hibs, but I think uh, you're right, Gordon. I mean, it's, it's rare that someone you know really go uh, you know gives gives Livingston a um, you know a comprehensive um, beating. So I I, I said, man, great result of the weekend. Um, against Aberdeen again another player sent all fairly on so it's difficult to see uh, what level of form but I just think Livy at home tonight I think it'll be a very very tight match as I said I think it'd probably end up mm-hmm. a draw but if I was to pick one winner I'd probably pick Livy to win it with the odd goal yeah Konovalov and goal for Livy not too many changes I don't think Devlin Obelai Boys and Montano at the back Sean Kelly Scott Pittman Andrew Shinney uh, midfield well Stephen Kelly in there as well Dylan Bambula Perhaps getting closer to Bruce Anderson In attack Jason Holt is awaiting an appeal So he is available And he's on the bench For Livy tonight As for St Mirren Trevor Carson in goal Marcus Fraser Declan Gallagher Charles Dunn at the back uh, Bit of width from Scott Ta- uh, Ryan Strain And Scott Tanzer Keanu Bacchus Ethan Erehorn Mark O'Hara And a bit of a handful Ayunga and Curtis Main mm. uh, Leading the line For St Mirren Kilmarnock against Aberdeen Derek McInnes eh, Against his old team And Been a tough old week But In different ways Hugh There's there's no shame Really in Aberdeen Losing to Celtic or Rangers At any given time But if you do it in the same week In the manner The different manner That both of those games went And then chuck in Saturday as well It's been a a rough time You go down to St Mirren It compounds the felony And now He simply can't afford Defeats in a row Because the Aberdeen fans At that point Will start to ask serious questions They're minus their captain Anthony Stewart Sent off at Paisley Kilmarnock are minus Alan Power Ridiculously sent off And I'm not talking about the referee or VAR I'm talking about the player By his ridiculous actions Got himself sent off When Kilmarnock most need All of their top men So it's a very big night For the former Mm. Aberdeen manager and the current Aberdeen manager I wouldn't like to be in either yeah. shoes if they lose Yeah, Walker and goal Mayo, Taylor, Wright and Criseni at the back Armstrong, Polworth, Donnelly, McKenzie Doidge and Robinson Leading the line for Kelly As for Aberdeen Kellerus and goal uh, Looks like a back three again McCrory, Scales and McKenzie Matty Kennedy and Hayden Coulson Wider, Connor Barron Ramadani, Ryan Duncan In tonight as well And Duke and Miovsky. Um, important one that as well Jim Yeah I mean but uh, Aberdeen's uh, You know form is so uh, um, You know ridiculous in terms of home and away I mean at home the form's been great it's Scoring goals are fun but away from home yeah, I think they've only won one I think You know the, so it's just been So contrasting uh, you know in terms of uh, Home and away and Kelly have been s- Not not quite as, as, mm-hmm. as, as dumb, but, but certainly a lot stronger At Commander than they have been away from So again another very very tight match you know, the rain will help the pitch tonight because a lot of people are not overly keen on the Kelly pitch. But again, I just think it's tight. I, I just think that'll be a share of the spells. I just can't see another than a draw. Yeah, St Johnston Hearts as well. You've got Remy Matthews in goal for the Saints. Ryan McGowan, Liam Gordon, Andy Can- Considine at the back. Dre Wright, Adam Montgomery, wider. And Melker Holberg, Ali Crawford, Graham Carey, central. 
with uh, Nicky Clark and Stevie May leading the line. Uh, and it's all about Xander Clark, really. That season ending injury for Craig Gordon. We wish him well. Xander Clark's had to wait for a chance as Hearts number one, and he gets it at McDermott Park, as these things quite often write themselves uh, in football. He's in goal, Civic, Rolls, and Cochrane. At the back, Andy Halliday plays. He's looking just for a wee bit of rain to just get the growth on the, the new hair <laughs> uh, coming through for the new year. Snodgrass, Devlin, George Grant, and an attacking trio of Josh Janelli, Alan Forrest, and the man who's in fine goal scoring form, Lawrence Shankland. Thunder Clark deserves his chance. He's getting it under tragic circumstances, but he's a first class goalkeeper. And yes, he's had a tremendous time at St Johnston, won the Scottish Cup, won the League Cup, but the turkey on his table on Christmas Day was paid for by his present employers. See, it's funny how your mind works when you said <laughs> turkey, I just went straight back to where Andy Halliday got his hair transplanted. Oh, <laughs> see? I don't think the rain will make that a good look to No, that's the thing, it'll be short term pain, long term gain, I'm thinking. A bit of hydration, but it's going to expose any gaps that are there yeah, currently, isn't it? It's going to drip um, into his eyes and everything, it's going to be an unseemly picture. Jim, no, we're not even going there, don't you worry. Uh, no, we're building right. up to kick off and we will go back to Ibrox next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Fast approaching kickoff in five of the games. Celtics trip to Hibs is an eight o'clock kickoff. So let's go back to Ibrooks and uh, finish off the build up there with Andrew. Yeah, well, the team's just making their way out the tunnel here at Ibrooks. Three points, obviously, the most important thing. But Michael Beale, are we hoping his side can? Get that with some added style on top of it as well. Nine points from nine, but we're yet to see a flowing display, you'd say, after the World Cup break. So will that change tonight? And of course, they can't let that gap to Celtic get any bigger than nine points ahead of Monday as well. Borna Barisic straight back in after his time in Qatar. And a start for Alex Lowry too, who hasn't played a minute under Michael Beale and has actually only made one substitute appearance this whole season. That came away to Ajax in the Champions League. So this is a big chance for him to show what he can do at Ibrox tonight Stevie Hamill in the build up saying that they're coming here to try and win the game but no Kevin Van Veen in the starting lineup. it looks as if they could set up to try and stifle Rangers and see if they're able to nick something at the other end I'll read you through the starting lineups for both teams tonight as well Alan McGregor in goal for Rangers the back four James Tavernier Connor Goulton Ben Davies and Borna Barisic John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack the two holding midfielders and you think it'll probably be Quite a fluid three of Alex Lowry, Malik Tillman and Ryan Kent in behind Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes of McLaughlin, Matondo, Kamara, Sands, Wright, Sakala, Arfield, King and Devine. As for Motherwell, I told you earlier, Kevin Van Veen dropped to the bench for this one and in comes Dean Cornelius. So it's Liam Kelly in goal for them. The back four, Stephen O'Donnell, Paul McGinn, Ricky Lamy and Matt Penny. Sean Goss, Callum Slattery and Blair Spittle in the midfield with Dean Cornelius and Stuart McKinstry supporting Connor Shields up top the substitutes Oxborough, Maguire, Van Veen Tierney, Spears, Mill and Ross the referee for this one at Ibrox tonight the VAR Kevin Clancy and we are moments away from getting underway at Ibrox Go on then Hugh give us a prediction that everyone's been waiting for uh, 3-0 Rangers Jim Duffy Yeah I think Rangers will win uh, relatively comfortably tonight so I would go 3-0 as well Okay well, you're, agree- you're agreeing with the worst tipster in the world So you're taking your life into your own hands mm. On that one The other 7.45 kickoffs. then I won't ask for specifics Let's not labour the point too much But maybe just pick a winner Dundee United, Ross County Dundee United 
Yeah, I think the United at home. It's, it's a, just a huge match. Got to win. So yeah. they'll be United by the odd goal. Kelly Aberdeen. Aberdeen just. Yeah, I went for a draw on that one. I think 1 1. Okay. How are you thinking, Livy St. Mirren? Marvin Bartley won't be listening, Hugh, so you'll be okay. 2 mm, 1 St. Mirren. Yeah, I'm going to go 1 0, Livy. Oh. Ooh. Uh, and St. Johnston Hearts. Hearts. 2 0. Well, Hearts, I don't think can keep playing cheats and maybe no, no defenders, so I'm going to go for a 2 2 draw. Ooh. I, I, tr- I tried that once. <laughs> and you've got a bit of time to build up Don't forget the Celtic game isn't underway until 8 o'clock It's live on the TV uh, With that in mind, let's hear from Lee Johnson To be honest, it's strange Because we actually got a lot of respect uh, from the fans From our fans Nobody liked the result But you know the fact that we actually went and attacked uh, Celtic And had a number of good shots and good opportunities But they do pick you open with their ability and their speed and their dynamicism. So we've got to be aware, we've got to be careful. But, you know, it's 11 human beings. We're not actually playing the history uh, of the club, uh, the two clubs. You know, this is 11 human beings on the pitch. We've seen what can happen in football. And you've got to be absolutely on it for every action. The concentration has got to be complete. And you've got to stick together as a team And I do think you'll get chances. Yeah, there was a lot to take away from that game. Remember, it wasn't just the 6-1 Remember Lee Johnson Did he come in with his camel coat on afterwards He said he'd You know Suggested to some of his players What You should go in and ask those Celtic players What they do You know Something along those lines Wasn't it Was it the Japanese were, players that How they prepare and so on He said they were brainwashed Into believing And then that there they was could. that Yeah The inferiority complex yeah. stuff um, So you wonder if that's Going to be different tonight All of a sudden A result dropped out of the sky At the weekend for them And as Jim said earlier on The red card for Jason Holt Obviously had a contributory effect there. Um, I think Celtic have enough and enough talent and mm. enough incentive. Bearing in mind what's coming up next, I think Celtic have enough to win two one. Oh, good. We're we're underway already. Apparently, according to Hearts on Twitter feed, right enough. Two shouts for a Hearts penalty. Two. Oh, what? Game, that was even started. Uh, Sibic and Janelli are felled in the box during build up. Both waved away by the ref. You know, the good thing about that is, even if it, if it should have been, Robbie Nielsen will take it well, oh, yeah. gracefully, <laughs> and he, he won't bring it up. So we'll be. It'll be the last we hear of it. The first man, I think, Jim, in Scottish mm. football since the implementation of VAR. To get booked while haranguing the referee as he was checking the monitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not going to stop managers um, debating every decision. But uh, yeah, I think as I said before, when you're when the heart situation with the the, the, the so many injuries, I think it, it, everything else is just compounded when you, it doesn't go your way. Uh, so one to keep an eye on then uh, Felled I like the use of the word felled. Trees, <laughs> like Christmas trees. Makes it sound as if they were both. Taken out by a baseball bat (laughs) Um, I mean of course it was hardly a quiet weekend On the referee, VAR, whatever uh, Front for hearts at the weekend Mm. Uh, Early chance for Rangers by the way Corner, Barisic takes it Comes out to Lundstrom And the shot was blocked by Matt Penny Um, But yeah I think hearts And Dundee United tonight In their respective games Could be doing with a quieter evening On the disciplinary front Jim yeah, I mean, I think a lot, a lot of teams, you know, are still finding their feet a little bit with the VR, and some of the players may well have got away with some of the challenges as well. Um, but when VR shows it, and obviously the referee goes to look at it, then there's been a few red cards and uh, obviously a few very highly debatable penalty decisions given. Um, but I, I just think that um, you know, listen, we wanted it brought in 
and and th- there will be a period of time where managers again will become accustomed to it, like Robbie, and they'll they'll calm down and, and they'll grudgingly accept some of the decisions that come their way. They won't they won't be um, singing and dancing about it, but they'll they'll understand it a little bit more uh, the more they get used to it. Interesting that when you looked at that Rangers team, wondered if it was a slight change of shape. You're looking at the um, was it was it Jack and Lundstrom? Mm-hmm. And then thinking, exactly. and maybe maybe Lowry just ahead. But when, when Rangers are building from the back, Alex Lowry's the one that's coming a way way back right. to pick up the ball. You know, like from, or certainly did on one or two occasions mm-hmm. early on. Um, it just may give him a little bit more rotation in the midfield. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously we know Lindstrom scored the winner last week. Uh, Jack scored um, the game before, so he might just give him a little bit more rotation. And he does have that energy. He's got the, the, the young legs, obviously, and it just might uh, that that flexibility. I think Rangers have been a bit static in the middle of the pitch. So mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't doesn't matter who goes forward as long as they've got one player supporting Morelis or closer to Morelis uh, with Tillman and and and, and Kent. As I said, probably in the inside right, inside left positions. As for Motherwell, we said, you know, no striker, no Kevin mm-hmm. Van Veen. But you know what? The, the more I think about it and the way that they've lined up now, Andrew's telling us Connor Shields Shoes, is playing yeah. as the traditional nine, McKinstry in the left, Spittle on the right. Connor Shields has played through the middle yeah. in the championship quick, many times, you know hasn't I mean? he? Yeah, yeah, he's quick and he can get in behind if they if he can get balls down the sides. Well, that's obviously with the space range will leave with Barisic and Tavernier and um, pushing on, so they've always spaced down the sides. Um, so Connor Shields can certainly exploit that if they get enough possession of the ball in midfield. You need to have the ball, quite a yes. key component. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like it. that's a that's a good idea, if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think there's any goals to tell you about yet. Easter Road will just be uh, bubbling away nicely, I suspect, Gabriel. Yes, it certainly is, Gordon. About 10 minutes away from kickoff, and the atmosphere is really building here. Celtic fans packing out the stand to my right. It looks like a good attendance here. There's still plenty of fans to arrive, though. But as I said earlier, the Hoops have won all three games since that World Cup break, and they're just looking to build even more momentum ahead of the old firm on the 2nd of January. They don't have the best record here. Hugh was rattling off the stats earlier. There have been plenty of draws over the last few seasons. They did hammer Hibs 6-1 back in October. That wasn't Celtic Park, and I expect a tougher game this evening. But just in terms of team news, I'll give you a quick refresh. Rayo Hatate was a standout player for the Hoops on Christmas Eve. He scored twice despite playing out of position at right back, and he keeps his place there. Josip Juranovic does return to the squad after his World Cup exploits in Qatar. He sits amongst the substitutes. You do wonder, though, how much longer Juranovic will be in green and white. The only change uh, for Antipostokoglu's side is Leo Lovada in for James Forrest. The team is as follows. 4-3-3 as ever. Joe Hart in goal. Uh, Rayo Hatate, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Stahlfeld and Greg Taylor are the back four. Matt O'Reilly, Callum McGregor and Aaron Moy in the middle with Leo Lovada at Kyogo and Dayson Maida up top. Substitutes are Segrist, Jens Yakumakis, Albu Gard, Forrest, Jota, Bernabe, Vata and Juranovic. Hibs are unchanged from their huge 4-0 win against Livingston on Christmas Eve. That shows you how happy manager Lee Johnson was with that performance. They really, really needed it. They'd lost seven in eight before that. Uh, I'll give you a quick run-through of their team as well. It looks like a 4-2-3-1 for the high beast. David Marshall in goal. Chris Cadden, Rocky Bashiri, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson in the back four. Ryan Porteous still playing in midfield with Joe Newell. Josh Campbell just in front of them with Kyle McGuinness and Eli Yuan out wide. Kevin Nisbet has scored both of his appearances since returning from his 10-month absence and he leads the line. Substitutes are Schofield, Cabrera, Fish, Henderson, Kenner, McGeady, McCurdy, Melkson and Kukarevich. The referee is Alan Moore. The VAR is Andrew Dallas. And we are just a few minutes away, Gordon, 
full focus for the hoops is of course on tonight but as I said they want to keep yeah. building momentum and they know how crucial it is to maintain that nine point gap ahead of the game with Rangers you missed a near disaster at Ibrox for Rangers it was on the about the halfway line I think or, or anyway Connor Shields nicked the ball off Ben Davies he was then racing a race between him and Alan McGregor to get to the ball first Alan McGregor just about gets to it first 30 yards out as he slides in so a heart and mouth moment uh, for the home fans, a moment of excitement for the away fans early on, and it is still goalless. Lauren Shankland already at 15 for the season. He's hit the post for Hearts from six yards. So we're up and running nicely, Hugh Keevens, and yeah. we'll see what tonight brings. Ben Davies nearly put himself out of the old firm game there <laughs> with that mistake. Uh, you don't want to make a mistake because tonight even the captain's been called a headless chicken. So. Tension is rising Tension is rising And we are underway Pretty much everywhere With the exception of Easter Road We're not too far away From that one And it promises to be A cracker Rangers Motherwell Should be finished first So we'll know for a brief period If Rangers have cut the gap To six points or not Then it'll be over to Celtic To respond in the capital And just in case you hadn't heard They then meet each other on Monday So we'll look forward to all the implications tonight At the bottom as well What's going to give between Dundee United and Ross County Kelly Aberdeen, Livy St Mirren, St Johnson Hearts as well It promises to be a blockbuster of a night And whatever happens We can look back on it tomorrow evening Gordon DL and Marvin Bartley will be here from 6 o'clock Rory Tate is up next So look after yourselves this evening We'll be back at 6 tomorrow Plenty of good football ahead tonight